So now I'm recording, um, and I'll just uh, clap and let let's uh, let's get started. Cool. Hey, hey guys. Hey, how are you all doing? <laughs> good, good. <laughs> hey, good, good. Um. Uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't know how to start a podcast, do we? That's that's the fundamental problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How do you actually start a podcast? That that is a hard question. I guess like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is our first. Uh, this is our first try at it. I'm sure it's going to be awkward. Uh, yeah. But we'll find yeah. our groove. For, um, for sure. I maybe maybe we'll just like give like a small little like personal update and then and then we'll like launch into this list that we've prepared. That sounds good. Uh, that makes, cool. that makes sense. Uh, I just finished five hours of live streaming, uh, uh, writing an essay. So wow. I'm like very tired of talking on my microphone, <laughs> but, but at least, at least uh, it's talking to myself, which is different from talking to people. So that's, that's good. <laughs> wow. What were you uh, writing about? Is it, uh, is it the book? It's very meta. Yeah, it was, it was the book, but then it was like writing about writing, like writing about why writing is actually an important part of uh, an engineer's career. Um, and it's not something that people really think about when they think about, hey, how do I, like, what what do I need to succeed as an engineer? Um, it's, you think about writing code, but actually writing words is also pretty important. Yeah, especially if you're a technical writer, I suppose. Yeah. But um, I think yeah. as a developer as well, it's probably really useful documentation, things like that. I'll be, uh, I'll be interested to watch that, actually, because I think that writing is, it's a rare skill. Not a lot of engineers actually have it. Everyone hates writing docs, right? So, yeah. Well, I, I mean, the, the little bit of the pitch was like, it's not just for if your job title is technical writer. Like, if you're just an engineer, like the more senior you get, actually, the more writing you do because yeah. like you have to design, you have to do design docs, um, you have to do like peer reviews and PRs. Uh, sorry, uh, and um, and like feedback, you know, for other people and communicate with external stakeholders as well. Um, and then you also like have to just pitch your projects and. Uh, do retrospectives of like when when things go wrong. Like it's it's all yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very true. It's hard to hard to write for me at least. It's uh... what about you, Kev? I've I've been uh, working on this uh, Svelte Forms package for a bit. Um, these uh, last Ooh. few days, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. Not not really, not yet. <laughs> so nice. the idea the idea is basically just to to um, like make f forms an easy thing to to do in Svelte. I mean, they're they're already easy, right? But just like grabbing values and things like th things like that, validation errors. You know, kind yeah. of a, f a formic for yeah. for Svelte, kind of. Yeah, I think we'll link your talk. Um, I oh, found yeah. it here. Svelte School slash Svelte Forms. Yes. So I'll put that in the show notes. That's a good idea. Yeah, and I guess that that's another thing, this felt school thing. My yeah. my intention is to to actually make video courses at some point. Um, that's uh, I don't know. And are you going to put that? Are you going to put that inside felt school? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. Okay. And have like I think um, that is that is felt school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. I, I, guess, <laughs> I guess it's a matter of whether felt school is like a thing. And then you use other sites to, to give you the technology behind that or whether you, you do it all yourself. Right, yeah. I was thinking to, of doing it all myself, but I mean, that that can just take so long. 
Yeah, I mean, we've, got, we've, we've kind of got a segue here into, into talking about Scrimba, right? Yeah, yeah. Should we should we chat about about Scrimba and, and and what that looks like? Because we were discussing it briefly earlier, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. All right. So I think I think probably someone who's who's used it, I think is 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 you, Kev, right? You've you've looked at it and. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> So Scrimba is pretty much a, like a video course site. Uh, I think it's done in in a lab, in a JavaScript framework called uh, Imba. So I guess it's a uh, yes. some some kind of play of words there. Um, but it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a pretty short course, I think, the Svelte course that they released. Um, just like an hour or so, I think, or a couple of hours at most. Um, but uh, I think people should check it out for sure. It's a it's a good uh, like introduction to Svelte. It's not the, like most of the stuff. It's uh, most of the video stuff on Svelte. It's pretty basic. There's not a much. And, and just the site itself. You were mentioning before that it it has kind of like code pen and video together. Yeah. Um, so that's quite that's quite a nice idea. It's a bit like the Svelte tutorial in that you're you're interactively using yeah, Word yeah. Docs, which is but, pretty cool. That's that's a good like. Uh... I'm actually. Oh, cool. so I'm actually playing it right now. Can you see my screen? Uh, yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah. yeah. See, so these are all like, um, so I, so we're you know this isn't podcast, but it's difficult. <laughs> but uh, these are all interactive elements. So this this is an actual IDE, but he's got his mouse animating, and then he can he can yeah. highlight, he can you can talk. You know, I've I've got it silenced right now. So yeah. But see, that's the that's right the video. There. Yeah. And so this is this is like a video, but uh, these are all live. So you can actually this like yeah. while he's while he's talking, you can just go look around. That's <laughs> so really it is it is crazy. It is crazy. This is, <laughs> this is almost like this is why I, I wouldn't previously have liked video courses because I found it very hard to focus on a video and and try and code at the same time and I'm always clicking pause. But if this is kind of built in, I'm guessing yeah. that it's a much more smooth process. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Anyway. So yeah, people should check that out. Nice. That in the link for sure. And you mentioned it's written in Imba, which is which is interesting because I know that Imba was the only framework that was at one point giving Spell to run for its money in terms of raw performance. Oh. So it's interesting that they also kind of just as a side gig nailed that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, whether it whether it still doesn't compete, I don't know. I don't. I think it's a very very different uh, kind of offering than than Spelt itself, but. Um, yeah, yeah. I, know, I know for a point it was actually outstripping Svelte in terms of speed, which is saying something. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I know I, I looked at like the like the syntax and stuff, and it's a bit more like uh, um, it's it's not as HTML-y as Svelte, if that makes right. sense. <laughs> which is good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, li I like the HTML of Svelte, Svelte, but uh, yeah, it's definitely not the be-all and end-all, you know. Yeah. Cool, very nice. Cool, Anthony. Uh, what's um, what's your what's your quick update? Uh, quick update. Let's see. I mean, I was I was hardcore working on Beyond for like two years or something. Um, now because of this COVID thing, I've been furloughed, so it's given me a bit more time to look around open source offerings. Um, I'm doing a lot of work on as part of what I did at Beyond. I produced I produced a bunch of libraries um, for for our use, and it's given me time to look sort of got, go through those and kind of polish them a bit. Um, but also podcasting and um, and and doing you know online online meetups and stuff, a bit more community stuff. Uh, 
yeah, I, I thought I'd have loads of free time, but it's not really happened. It's yeah. <laughs> there to use it all. So, uh, hey, what, what do you do? <laughs> I feel kind of the same as well. I, I, th I also thought I, I would have like loads of time, but I feel like the opposite. Yeah. It's strange. I mean, I still have staff, so I have to mentor them, I suppose, but it's weird because there's rules around what you can and can't do. So it's a bit kind of awkward to know what you're supposed to do, but yeah well, yeah what do, you, what do you mean you have staff like when you when I have, you're furloughed so so furloughed I'm, I'm still employed there but i don't i can't work on the actual product i can't work on it on the site um so what i have to do is is my other two developers mentor them help them because they're obviously still working but they're more junior um so i can do that kind of directorial duty is kind of you know advise them and stuff just not in any kind of official capacity um and then the open source stuff is fine because it's it's community. It's an open source offering, so I can use the opportunity to polish those libraries up that you know were kind of rushed out. Um, so yeah, it's just a, it's just about what you can and can't do, really. Cool. Yeah, got it. All right. Um, yeah. Shall we um, shall we get right into um, the the scheduled topics? Yes. Good idea. Right. So first um, off, so how, did, how does everyone feel about yeah Svelte Society Day? It was good. So, I think it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's a few technical hitches, but I thought it was really great. <laughs> it, was, it was the first online talk I've ever done or really seen. So yeah. I was impressed. <laughs> Same for me. I guess yeah. Like I, I never, I never did online conferences before, um, and then you know, then I did three in a row. And that, was, that was just. Yeah, you, mean, uh, you're a you veteran know, you're, 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 <laughs> I mean, like, I, you know, once you once you get into this, you, you realize there's some things that you can't do in person, so you try to take advantage of that. So, like, for me, you know, I was giving a talk, but then, you know, so you pre-record the talk, and then while the talk is being given, you can actually see questions come out live and answer them live. Yeah. Uh, and I think people really enjoy that because, um, you know, during a talk, you normally can't, you know, stop and answer questions, right? Um, and it, it really gives, uh, you know, people that, that extra engagement, actually even more engaging than a regular talk. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then I was also like, I was, I was trying to give like director's commentary, like, uh, this is like behind the scenes, this is what I was doing and all that and, uh, <laughs> making fun of myself. And that's it's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. It is quite engaging to actually be able to answer questions at the same time and like, see what people are saying while the video is playing. It's pretty cool. I, I liked it. Like I, I, I uh, like the the technical issues were a bit irritating. Like the fact well, that the the fact that I couldn't scrub the videos, the very uh, very weird yeah. like feature missing from the software. I, I was I was actually I was just impressed with how well you handled it because I think that that level of stress would have probably got to me quite a lot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I I was probably more stressed than I looked the first time. But then, then once you once you saw like how how people reacted, it's 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 fine, right? People are under, understanding and yeah, it's and it's a, yeah, it's and it's like it's a free event, like no one's gonna demand stuff. Well, well, I think you know for whenever we put this on again in the future, um, we might want to use like YouTube Premiere, um, so that it's already uploaded to YouTube, so there's no chance of. Yeah. Of um, 
of downtime from from your your end um, and it's, it's immediately great. live it's immediately live with with a link that people so people stop asking like will that will this be recorded like of <laughs> course it's on youtube yeah. it's gonna be recorded <laughs> yeah that's good that's good <laughs> nice I, actually one thing that i found interesting about that was how much harder it is to give a a pre-recorded talk than it is to give a live talk because when you're doing a live oh, talk, yeah, you're just kind of talking and stuff and you kind of judge the audience's reaction whereas when you're pre-recording there's no audience to stop you in your tracks and say this is what you're doing where you where you're going with yeah. this kind of yeah. and i think the other thing is you know because you've got that you put a lot more pressure on yourself for it to be for it to be good so i definitely spent a good seven hours recording clips of that yeah like over and over and over again wow and then at the end i was just so done i had a beer and just like <laughs> right i'm just gonna walk and didn't you didn't you lose your video at some point did i lose my video was it was there someone else oh, okay. oh no i recorded it i recorded the whole thing in in segments but the whole thing once without any sound um, ah. <laughs> and I recorded, I recorded various segments with in about i don't know 200 pixels by 200 pixels some ridiculous oh, resolution no. I did all, but it was fine because the more i did it the more the better you get and the, and the kind of more refined yeah. and, and the quicker you get to the point of what you want to say which is which is when you're live you don't sometimes you just ramble you know yeah, I actually just went. Uh, I just did one take, actually. That's uh, impressive. <laughs> I I went through it he's like that, once. He's that good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's uh, <laughs> it was a bit like shaky. A lot of ums and uh, you know. Um, wow. That was. I think it, it is a it is a skill to replace like you know you want you want to have a regex where you like do like s um for just pause yeah you know just like. It just substitute all ums for pause and it just sound much much yeah. smarter and much uh, more intelligent yeah um cool i i'm i'm kind of looking through so so people can find uh that on our youtube channel um wheels isles have a gist uh, which i'm going to include in the links as well um and then uh yeah i'm just kind of looking through like the the feedback that we got um you know people like the creative coding stuff the the sapper stuff was really good hey that's anthony um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there, there's just a lot. Like, uh, people want to need want to learn patterns for apps that scale. Best practices. I mean, yeah, you know, all of us want to learn that. <laughs> That's a pretty, um, it's a pretty common requirement, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I, I that kind of goes hand in hand with what I said about the the courses earlier. Like, most of them are pretty basic, and they don't go very like very deep into into the concept. But I, at the same time, it's pretty hard to make. Like that's that's one one of the hard things with the with the job, right? It's true. Yeah, and I think. I mean, it might. Sorry. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Anthony. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that 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 landscape is something we see because it felt quite new to everyone. Um, and I think maybe at some point we'll get up in, into the point where we've got a lot of advanced courses, and then a few very beginner courses, people just entering the space. Um, I think it's something that's that's kind of because of salt is where it is at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Like me person, like personally, I don't really, you know, if if a if a if a like it's it's yeah, it is a sign of the the project's maturity. But like an advanced course is not necessarily a good thing. Uh, it might mean that just the the framework is too hard to use, and you need <laughs> a lot of teaching to use it. Yeah, right, use it right. True. It's true. No, that's very true. 
Did we lose uh, Sean? In raw JavaScript, right? There, there just isn't that much to um, to mess mess around with. Yeah. Let's see. I, oh, I, Sean's gone very still. Did I, get, did I get dropped? No, nah, we got you back. Yeah, you're back. <laughs> uh, I, I, it sounds like I, I, my Wi-Fi, my Wi-Fi just terrible. Okay, so um, I was just saying, like, uh, if you can hear me now. Yep. Um, uh, I was just, I was just saying, like, it, it, it's not necessarily a good thing that a, a framework has like some advanced uh, course because, like, that might just mean it's just too hard to use. Like, yeah. Um, like you know, it's kind of you know coming from React, like having a bunch of advanced hooks or something. It just like kind of just shows that the the, the basic hooks are not good enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very true, and I think. Yeah, yeah. The, the the draw the draws felt is that it's so close to HTML and JS that um you know all your prior existing knowledge applies and that's about it like <laughs> you do go do whatever you need yeah you know? yeah it's the advantage of not being you know we're not breaking completely new ground I think React did that for us which is which is good because it means that we end up taking the best bits from that and uh, and then building on top of that yeah and React yeah. meanwhile has to kind of add and add and add and have all this sort of like CSS have seven different ways to do a layout, for example. You know, yeah. <laughs> is that enough? Um, I, you know, but it, it is true that people are very interested in Svelte in production. That's another thing I'm seeing in uh, <laughs> this, you know, as a common trend in, in this whole thing. Um, so you know, and it kind of ties into the other thing that we're doing in the Svelte Society site, which is kind of uh, consolidating all the known case, all the people who use it in production. We have like I don't know a couple hundred. You know, people. Uh, it's just it's it's very it's very light. It's just you know, people's logos and stuff. Um, we don't really really know what they use it for. Yeah. <laughs> um, but ideally, as part of what what Swell Society does is like it shows like how people have used it in production, and and that this is not just a random side project of uh, a few people. Like actually, you know, uh, Anthony is building you know Bianca on 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 Svelte. Um, and like I'm I'm using this. I'm going through this uh, serverless course right now, um, run by. Uh, Stanley, I don't know his full name, um, but he was one of the founders of a Cloud Guru, like big deals in in the cloud space. And their whole video course platform is built on Svelte. Like people wow. are using this, they're just, they're just not, you know, it's not Facebook. But actually, that's a plus. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Did you guys see the uh, the redesign post by Facebook the other day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they went from like two two megabytes of CSS to. That's ridiculous. But. <laughs> I mean, yeah, again, it's one of those, it's one of those fair enough things. They keep adding features. You keep adding noise and stuff on top, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're actually well, some. I mean, you know, CSS is hard to scale, so I, sure. I, I understand that one. So I'm actually working part time at a, a company called BuddyBase, uh, and we're using uh, uh, Svelte to build like a low code, no code thing. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Um, using it for like the the actual builder side of the product. Was it buddybase.com? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't see it. Buddybase. Buddy base. Can you, can you type the link in the Yeah, yeah. Let's see here. No, I I just it's 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 a domain that's being squatted. Uh, maybe uh -huh. I, maybe I'm just not spelling it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's B U D I. So it's not buddy like a oh. friend. So, we yeah. can add a link to the yeah to the podcast. Yeah. That that's awesome. Nice. Yeah, I'm interested in the local space. I, I don't know how deep I want to go on it. 
but it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like one of those problems that is very, very hard to solve. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I don't feel cool. um, any any other comments on the Cell Society Day before we move on? No. I'm gonna close my window, it's freezing in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think I think uh we should uh we should for sure do another one. Yeah. 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 Um you know, I think I think we're thinking fall. Um Yeah. Yeah. Give give people some time, but then also just keep it going, you know. I think we we got some really good momentum uh with that one. Like it went it just went really well. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, the yeah. the attendance was, was amazing. People are interested in Svelte. Um I think I think a lot there probably a lot of you know, the responses that we got like something like 20 something percent of people were using it at work, right? Wow. Um, yeah, I, I think it was actually 30% um when I looked 30%, yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's that's a little bit self-selecting. It's people who answer surveys, um, but uh, you know, there there are probably a lot of like people who are just curious, and this is the first time they're they're learning Svelte and all that. Uh, that's just why I, I kind of made my talk a little bit uh, more beginner friendly. Yeah. Um, but then also like, uh, yeah, I, I think you know, the more life we can show, it's it's all about like keeping up the momentum, right? So the more life we can show um, that everyone's working on stuff, and it's it's all it's this is really taking off. Um, that will get people involved, and that actually will make it happen. You know, it's kind of like a chicken and egg thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Cool. Um, Spell course. Yeah, the yeah. seven seven-hour free code camp course. That's uh, <laughs> that's a long course. I didn't. I didn't actually. I didn't actually see this. I, I don't know. I don't know if uh, you. Any, no, any, I. Any, I know. All that being said, I think I've only <laughs> uh, like taken a short look at it, um, but it seems yeah. pretty comprehensive. Mm -hmm. I think you're building like yeah, a, it covers that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's massive. So what? I mean, what and, do you what do you end up with when you've watched seven hours of, of this? this <laughs> that is a good. You question. just know everything. Yep. Right. Um, he builds like he builds four apps. Uh, very COVID related. Can washing app, a COVID US tracker app, project estimator app, and a tic tac toe app. Wow. Um, and then he covers. He covers Svelte, he covers um, Sapper, he covers, I think he covers Routify. Okay. Uh, covers Store. Yeah, you love Routify. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, 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 now he's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm dying to use Routify, to be honest. I really am. I, yeah. I, uh, love yeah, you should it try it. I've, yeah. I actually like uh, converted my like Svelte School site from Sapper, like an exported Sapper site to to um, ratify. But the SSR is a bit odd still, right? It doesn't really use the SSR as well. It uses, it uses some sort of browser. Yeah, JSDOM, I think. JSDOM thing. Interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but no, yeah. it could be interesting. Yeah. Um, he deploys Sapper onto DigitalOcean and includes... I, I like this because a lot of a lot of tutorials get you to localhost and then they they're like oh now you can de go deploy, deploy it. it and then <laughs> yeah. know, they don't tell you how to deploy it yeah yeah uh, but he actually he actually shows you how to deploy it to DigitalOcean and get uh, your HTTPS cert nice um, uh, that's with, very nice like you know on on like other platforms that's automatic but on DigitalOcean and stuff like that you need to get it yourself um, and like I never I never remember I just follow a tutorial and that's it so <laughs> yeah <laughs> <that's pretty> cool. <laughs> I just let them do it for me now. I just, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very happy with now Google Cloud submitting doing certificates for me. And I, I've done it myself, and I'm like happy with that knowledge. And now I'm just like, <laughs> it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ha- handling SSL certificates is like the most boring thing you can do. It, it is, and it's not. It's not so much even just the provisioning; it's the updating of them, like every three months, yeah. unless you have built this automated system. Yeah, which can go down yeah. at any time, of course. <laughs> Break in three months, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and, I've, and I've literally been there, done that. <laughs> it's not much fun. Um, okay, and then there's this other course. Uh, this one's from Firebase. I think I think both the guys are named Jeff. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, bas- basically, like this is the Firebase developer relations team getting in on, on teaching Svelte. Hello, um, everybody. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I like I like Firebase. It was one. It was one of my first like you know baby's baby's first backend um, because it just does you know it gives you a good set of stuff uh, out of the box. Um, and you know, you can build a lot with, with fault and Firebase, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Firebase can be quite hard to integrate with Sapper, for example, uh, because it depends quite heavily on your browser. But, right. um, but if right. you're building a pure front, yeah, it, it's for a single page app. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's, then it's perfect for that. Yeah. That's, that's basically kind like of... there's this. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh well, I was gonna say like basically all these like backends as a service were originally meant for mobile, like mm. where there is no there is no server rendering right. It's all client, um, and then JavaScript was like, hey, we'll get in on that fat client <laughs> as well, and here and here we are. Um, so I mean that's a little bit like you know my 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 job in in AWS, which I haven't started yet, but <laughs> eventually we'll start. It also um, it, it also is originally started for mobile, and then. And then they were like, "Hey, do you know what? Like, web developers can use this too." And uh, and now there are more web developers than mobile developers on it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, I'm always I'm always in favor of, of seeing PWAs bring that together, and also I guess PWAs becoming the de facto thing. I'm very against native apps on phone. Now I do myself use a lot of native apps on phone, but I, I want everything to be a PWA because it just cuts down dev time. It makes things more predictable. It means the browser becomes more powerful. It gets all the sensors and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I think I think that Firebase and, and its ilk are a really good thing and a, and a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Lots of courses. Uh, I, I mean, Rich even mentioned some some stuff that I didn't know about, which was uh, like that. The, there's someone writing a book, um, Mark Falkman, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, that that's yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. That, yeah. I think you know, he there's did. A, there's a Real publisher doing books and spelt. I think he did a they, he did a talk at Nordic JS last year. Um, a spelt talk. Seen his name around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Snowpack. Uh, who 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 wanted to talk about Snowpack? I I mean I I want to talk about it and then I've I've given it a little trial. So so you know Rick. So uh, he's kind of the king of HMR as far as I'm concerned. He's he's got HMR hooks into the middle of uh, into the middle of spelt. And he's got these startup projects where you can actually get proper live, uh, proper HMR hot module loading in your apps, and you can start developing things pretty damn fast. And I think that Snowpack or Nollup or whatever you know, whatever the the solution becomes, when you're reloading, I mean, the Snowpack demo he made it was reloading in about less than fifty milliseconds or something stupid like that. Wow! And it just means you can just type and see it on screen instantly, you know, and. <laughs> That for me is it's kind of the pinnacle of, of web dev because I I know I'm, I, my app's fairly hefty and it and it's a good couple of seconds reload at the moment and it's a bit annoying because I'm using live reload. Um, some of the modules I'm using hot module reloading and it's much much easier to develop and it 
saves your state and you have to kind of flick through staged forms and stuff. So I think that anything that brings us close to that, if we can get it, you know, under 50 mils a second for these, these kind of apps, then that's a real competitive edge for, for Svelte. And there's, there's just nothing, you know, a big complaint, a big complaint to start right now is the hot module reloading sport is still in, in sort of development. It is still experimental effectively. Yeah. And I think that would be like the final wall broken down and well, why aren't you using Svelte kind of thing? Uh, well, the people, uh, what what people say, they why people say they aren't using Svelte is because of TypeScript support. <laughs> yeah, well, that's we, yeah, we've got we've got that on our little list here just below. I mean, that's I couldn't give a, <laughs> but I know it's important to a lot of people. So, so that's that's an interesting topic to discuss yeah. for sure. Well, they they say it's important, right? But watch <laughs> us watch like watch us implement TypeScript support, and then they're like, ah, oh, but there's there's other things that we yeah, now, yeah. now we actually care about. Yeah, that's that's iterative development, right? That's that's how that works. I think. I think <laughs> I mean, we, let's let's. If anyone's got anything to say on hot module loading or Snowpack, or whatever, we can continue. But I think let's move on to TypeScript. Yeah, let's do it. So, oh, I just I just wanted to I just want to shout out that um. So the other the, you know there's a bunch of work in this domain of like um, on like less bundling. It's not yeah. like completely no bundling, but then. When you when you buy into the ES modules uh, for everything idea, then you can unlock a, a you know a, a lot less a lot more sort of better developer experience and maybe better user experience. Uh, so Vite from the view view framework is mm. uh, it's getting quite some development from Evan Yu um, and then uh, Li Hao from uh, from our our end of the world is working on this fault port of Vite. I don't think yeah. he has a name name for it yet but uh essentially like you know super fast gets uh startup time because you're not bundling right um and so far actually more everything in svelte bundles right like we use rollup or webpack yeah um and uh and so 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 the the way that you know the way that we save time is because we don't actually have to uh rebundle everything we just you know transpile some files and then we run it in the browser and hope it works <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, and Lee has been working on this. Uh, he's even got preprocessors and WebSockets working or something. Wow. I, I I don't know. I haven't I haven't tried it out because he hasn't released it. But um, I think there's quite a lot of development in this field, and it just means that everything gets faster for us. So awesome. yeah, I was I was not aware of that at all. That's that's really that's really fascinating stuff. That's brilliant stuff. In fact, cool. That's yeah. I can't wait to try that. Really good. Okay, now now your TypeScript rant. I mean, I, I don't have a TypeScript. But I, I, I think I think I think TypeScript is, you know, I, I come from I come from Java, right? I come from a land where types exist and they're they're strictly enforced. Uh, and then I start developing Groovy, where types are kind of optional. Uh, and then I moved to JavaScript, where types didn't exist when I when I started. And I think that I I understand types. I believe in types, and I know that TypeScript is very strict on types and has some really powerful typing. Do does front end need that? You know, in order for it to be usable, no, I don't. I don't think it does. Um, and I think that's generally the feeling of of a lot of people, uh, a lot of spell maintainers, for example. However, it's not that we're not averse to it. It's just that we either don't, you know, we don't use TypeScript ourselves, or it's not been uh, something that's on our priority list as important. And it's only the community that's driven that. So it's definitely important. It's definitely there. Um, and we're happy to have people who know much more about this stuff contribute and bring that in ecosystem to spell if it's if it's that important to them so all all good and, and fun and i think that it's, it's in a good place right now um there's some decisions to be made on how we support it and how how native that is but i think that that it's very usable today and the linters work and the plugins for 
various IDs work and stuff. So, so yeah, not 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 a rant at all. I think a time and a place. I I don't feel it's very important, but obviously people do, um, <laughs> and that's then that's great. Then then you know let's let's have it. Let's have TypeScript uh, as a, as a as an optional. You know as a, as a yeah. if you want you can use it. Right. It's uh, I mean it's the there there's this meme of TypeScript people, right? You they, you will know if someone wants TypeScript because they will yeah. tell you. <laughs> quite quite verbose about it, aren't they? They're quite. Uh, <laughs> Quite vocal, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wish that people would be. I just, I just wish that people would be more precise about what kind of TypeScript support they want, because obviously there's preprocessors for the script tag. So we're really talking about like having a language server for the templates, right? Um, yeah. And that's being worked on. I, 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 you know, the the moment I finish this stupid book, I really want to work <laughs> on it, because uh, I, I think language servers are cool, and I think that basically every every framework, every language in the world is is trending towards having a language server. Because it improves the developer experience so much, you know, yeah. um, and that's that's cool. That's that's autocomplete, and, and that's type checking on on, pro, on attributes and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so you know, well, it, it will yeah. happen eventually, and 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 there's a lot of people complaining about it, but not a lot of people working on it. So exactly, yeah. I think, yeah, I think if we can turn those people who are very very verbal about you know wanting it and and complaining about the fact it's not there or whatever, if we can turn those into people who will actually proactively push us forward in the right direction, then fantastic, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, Svelte Internals, who wanted to talk about this one? Oh yeah, that, that was me. Uh, so, Tanley Howe uh, released uh, his third uh, blog post about the internals of Svelte. I don't know if you've read it yet, but it's very... Uh, I've read the first uh, Very nice stuff. Yeah. So, something for people to check out. Any, think, any quick uh, like think, TILs yeah, like, for you? Sorry? Any quick like TILs? Like today I learned that something um, happened. Not <laughs> really. Uh, I, I've only skimmed it. Um, it. But it's about actions, and I love actions. So it's, uh, it's def definitely <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah. Every, every, the answer to every question on the Discord is, is in action for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they are really nice, though. They love are them. They are yeah. Yeah, I just need to make <laughs> make a video about it. Uh, there's there's an action for that. I think we should have like a meme. Oh, that that's actually a pretty funny thing. <laughs> I I mean, uh, yeah, that'd be a great blog post actually if you if you work on that. Um, yeah. For me, like I haven't used actions except I copy and pasted something from uh, from the Svelte docs, uh, like drag and drop. Like I needed uh, oh, yeah. draggable components, so so I just copied and pasted that. But like uh, they're basically just life cycles, right? For like, like kind of basically hooks for yeah, yeah. Set up and tear down and update for elements, yeah. really. Yeah, they're like behaviors, right? So you can you can build a bunch of behaviors that are common, and you can just apply your behaviors to anything you want. I think that's the fundamental concept, and that's that's brilliant because you can. It's it's like where you go from extending something uh, in traditional object orientation to actually you're mixing something in your your um. There's multiple inheritance, right? Uh, an, an element you, or component you build can suddenly have these three different behaviors added to it, which is which is brilliant. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm actually using actions heavily in the Svelte forms library, trying to make mm. it so so that it like so you can actually just use the actions that you want if you want to like customize some some form that you that's need. That's cool. Ra rather than using like a full component, pretty much. I use it for validation a lot, and it's and it's absolutely absolutely brilliant. It's yeah. it's really useful. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, anyway, the, the you know the, the idea for this compiles felt in your head. It was actually like that. That was the first talk that I think I gave at Felt Society in New York. Um, it was just like you know, let's let's look at this template and let's actually see what it's doing under under the hood. Then the the black box of this felt compiler goes away. You know, because um, because we we understand what it generates, but we don't have to write what it generates. Mm. Uh, Svelte just saves us saves us the the um, the the manual work of like writing that right, and and we just have a nice nice syntax to 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 write stuff. Yeah. Um, so that that's the whole idea behind this thing. And he he actually took it and ran with it. So yeah. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> yeah, I think the 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 problem for me if I look at the like the if you go to the REPL and you just check the JS output, it's that it's mixed in with like these internal methods, um, and it gets a bit confusing the first time you see it. But it's, yeah, but like actually, when you just follow the follow the methods and see see how they're implemented implemented, it's uh, quite easy to actually yeah, understand it. They're usually like one. They're usually like one-liners, you know. It's so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great to have like a like a full transpile mode where you actually just you take out the internal methods and just just put in their imp- implementation in there. Yeah. Um, so like people can just see it's it's raw JS, you know, raw uh, yeah. vanilla JavaScript. Yeah. I think it's a weird thing because I think one of the early complaints is felt because I've been using Svelte since version one, right? It's been it's been a long time, and one of the early complaints was because there's no runtime common functions get duplicated and therefore you've got this this um the application grows in size exponentially and i think that the yeah. that the um the import from common is actually uh the, the solution to that uh you know you're, you're now sharing more functionality it makes it a bit more opaque but obviously it's a better solution but the funny thing is that the the people who are complaining about it having no no commonality to the runtime are now complaining that it's got a runtime and it's like well you can't satisfy everyone, <laughs> no, you really can't. especially in open source, right? No, no definitely not in open source. Free things are ultimately more expensive, right? <laughs> All right, cool. Um, next one, yeah. Uh, yeah, this one is like a complete <laughs> so site docs and mono repo. Uh, I, I I don't know I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of monorepos. I understand they make some things easier, but I don't. I, I think basically just GitHub's not very good for monorepos. It isn't right now. No, and and, and, and npm is not very good at it either, right? Hmm. Um, I think I think that the reason that they they coexist. I say that I think I know the the reason they coexist is because it helps the docs fit the version of the code that the docs relate to. So. Yeah. Because they live side by side, it means that there's no kind of complex version interaction between the two. There's probably other approaches to it, but I don't know of any that work particularly well. Um, so yeah, that's 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 the reason. I mean, you can do like GitHub remotes, but that's a whole a whole bag of pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that um, makes sense. You know, that, that... oh, did we lose you? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> so you guys had your video on this whole time, and I was just like yeah. staring. At it. <laughs> Sorry. My, my Wi-Fi needed a kicking, so I, I went and kicked it. All right. <laughs> cool. Did you, uh, where where are we at? Uh, I think we were just about to finish talking about the site docs in the mono repo. Yeah. Did, did uh, we I got, did I got, we I got did it. we mention that it was the docs we were talking about? 
Did we just start yeah. talking about monorepos? Okay. <laughs> oh right. Um, it was just uh, just the docs, yeah, um, that we wanted to pair, like you know, pair the versions and stuff. Um, which, like, it, yeah, that's that's a that's a valid reason. It's just like it causes a lot of noise because you know, uh, if you wanted to look at code, um, it's hard to figure out the code, especially when uh, the the filtering stuff in the PR section of of GitHub doesn't really filter, you know, docs versus whatever. I guess we could tag it, but nobody tags anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think the the tagging again works really well, but you but you end up tagging two different projects, and and so it's a bit harder um, to get it across that way. And also, necess- that you don't necessarily have to tag every time you update the docs, right? It can be done on master and then rolled into a single tag. So, yeah, it's mm. a problem looking for a solution, I guess, still. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the uh, this uh, uh, cool, transition man. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the story behind this is yeah. uh, Adam Adam Rekis pops up on Twitter saying he just loves the animation spell and it's unbelievable and, and reacts kind of put to shame by it. Uh, and then obviously Dan Abramov gets sort of hang on a minute, this is, this can't happen. This can't be said. Um, <laughs> And, and he and he replies saying, "Yeah, but look, I found some bugs." And he starts, you know, demonstrating bugs that we know are there. You know, there is there is issues in 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 well, there was issues in Trias transitions, and um, and then this guy called Pushkin, who's I assume I say pronounce his name, been appearing on on Discord quite a lot, just out of nowhere, just goes bang, fixed it, and and you know he's just fixed the whole, he's fixed the probably one of the most long-standing bugs in Spelt though that I know of. And, and it fixes a load of other bugs, and it closed about ten issues. And and the the animation demo that he provided is just insane. Like it's super fast, super slick. Just by just by fixing a you know some sort of internal compilation thing, uh, it's just incredible. So so yeah, I mean, <laughs> quite an interesting morning when I woke up and read that on Twitter. Yeah, it's just like you you need that you need that push from from the, from people, uh, and you need Danny Bumov doing your QA. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's this is why this is why um, this is why competition's good, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But like, uh, so like the well, like I didn't really get the bug. I think it was just like clicking on things while they're transitioning. Is that is that it? It's it's a variety of things around. I believe when a component gets invalidated and maybe disappears from the page, but the transitions are still scheduled to run because they the the the, the view is changing. And the transitions would run, but obviously the new stuff would start coming into the page. And it caused things such as pages piling up on top of each other in Sapper. It would often in Sapper, in fact, if you click fast enough, it would break the routing because the routing hooks into the URLs being clicked. And if those clicks mm-hmm. aren't registered, the history gets out of step and you end up with a, you've got to ref- hard refresh the site. And what we've learned from customers at Beyond actually is that people don't know about hard refreshing like us developers do. It doesn't occur to them. So they'll sit there with a broken site forever. I'll just be like, well, the size of work. Oh, uh, and so, so this this bug became at least for me like super critical, so critical, so important. And then it was just really hard to fix, and <clears throat> no one knew how. And then one morning, bang, there we go. <laughs> yeah. is, is it a, is it a big PR? I don't know. I haven't actually looked at the PR. I'm more more of sort of obsessed with the results, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's particularly big. It's it's kind yeah. of like ordering events, maybe maybe a conditional or something. I don't know. It's yeah. it's one of those things that's going to be like one of those one-liners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. 
Yeah, I've, I've, I think I've actually come across that in like page transitions in Sepper. So uh, now, now that makes sense to me. Yeah, same. Crazy. That's really, that's really cool. All right, next. So the next one is um, uh, is about a ALNY or you know accessibility. One of those weird words I abbreviate with numbers for some reason. Yeah, <coughs> that always confuses yeah, me. Yeah, you can say Ali. Ali, yeah. <laughs> It's it, same, no, basically, it's, yeah. It's meant to be. Sh- it's meant to be short. It's like it's ally, right? Like like being an ally of like yeah. people who are less abled and whatever. Anyway, um, oh, I didn't. I, I didn't it, know. I didn't know. Sorry. I thought. I thought the eleven stood for eleven characters omitted. It did. Like it does. It does. It does. Oh, but okay. it. But it also. <laughs> it also can be viewed as ally. It's just. It's like a nice, you know, trick. Um, anyway, I, I didn't know this existed. Then, then we we found it in the PRs, and then uh, we found it in the docs, and we were like, "Oh, is this actually documented?" And we just didn't didn't read the docs. Um, so you can, you know, Svelte checks for accessibility by default. Um, sometimes that's annoying. Um, for example, if you don't, if you know you don't need it for some reason, uh, then you can, you know, write a comment and say Svelte ignore, and then and that ignores stuff. So that. <clears throat> Led me to find out that uh, the accessibility warnings for Svelte are not complete. So issue 820 um, links to the remaining accessibility checks that haven't been implemented yet. So these these are actually really good first issues. Um, so about half of the issues that we want to tackle are 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 not yet implemented. Um, so we can just go do them. Yeah. At some point. And it's it's important because I think a great strength of Svelte again is is um, accessibility. Because it has been it has been written accessibility first. It's it's something that's very important to Rich, I think, uh, and so it's been written in that way. And and I think that to get these to get these closed would be a really important step. So yeah. um, yeah. so like you know yeah, talking this this ties a little bit to like we we've had conversations about how Babel transpiles um, inside of templates before. Uh, you know, like how much you know some of these things like you know these are texts. Um, and and I, I assume they get just they just get run every time we transpile an uh, Svelte file. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's part of the compilation process, right? <laughs> I think yeah. it's part of the compilation process. It's it's just running a bunch of checks to make sure things are valid. Um, it will obviously add to compile time, but then you know that's what a compiler's job is, right? It's a it's something you run in, in development time, and it's something that hopefully doesn't take too long, and then the final product benefits from it without any impact. I actually wonder if there's like a, you know, like a two-phase compile where like one one is just like you know we're we're just in dev whatever, and then a, a, a production compile and that that has different checks. I think Whether that would that's... be. Sorry, Karen. Sure. Yeah. No, I I wonder if that's that's reasonable or maybe maybe that's what we already do. I don't I don't know. <laughs> well, I think I think that's something that that would be almost. It would be tied in with the way like Snowpack works and the way that the Nollop works, right? So, so the way that Nollop works is that it doesn't um, do all the tree shaking that Rollup does because Rollup is very a very powerful tool that can make your code base really small, um, but that that comes at a cost. And I think Nollop just takes that bit away for development time. So you're building with two different frameworks. Um, I think the same thing then applies to the way Snowpack works. It's not bundling. It's not tree shaking in Dev. And in production, you are so. I think this these these check could also time with that. If if Svelte's compiler was like you said, it was it was um, designed in a way that you could say in dev we don't really care about these things. The only one possible side effect of that, I guess, is that you don't end up benefiting from these things until you're actually building for production, which is a little bit too late. 
Yeah. Um, it almost comes under the guise of a test suite. Um, maybe there's a way that this can be run like linting, perhaps. So uh, I don't know. You tie in with your build process or whatever. Um, your pre, your GitHub pre, GitHub pre pre hooks. I can't even pronounce it. You know. That's <laughs> <how> <laughs> yeah, Git Git hooks, Git hooks. Yeah. Git hooks. Yeah, the ones before you commit. Yeah. Cool. Um, I think, yeah, so like, you know, before, before this recording, I think we went through uh, PRs and issues and stuff like that. And I think the last one that we had was um, when your component name is Anchor, it will break the app. Um, so that's a pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just naming things. Um, yeah. Naming things is hard, they say. It is. Well, it is. It, I think it, it also, it also like kind of, I, I mean, I, I did not know how we parsed things in Svelte uh, and like, it's a little creaky, right? Like it's a little like we'll, we'll parse these things as far as we go, and then we'll hand it over to Acorn or um, whatever, and and uh, that's that causes things like this, where yeah. you know you're, you're using regex or you're using you're using some sort of like partial string thing. Like you're not you're really using an AST. You're using kind of like a weird, um, I don't know, like just like partial consumption of like you you know as a compiler you partially consume strings and uh when 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 you have like rules like this and you didn't really think about it um it, it breaks the app yeah <laughs> so yeah 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 absolutely it's, it's a multi-layered process i think yeah it's isn't, isn't there also like uh i think this has happened before right or well i mean if this has been in the source code this has also happened before probably but like, there's another tag also that that someone used that broke things I think I don't remember. Uh, if yeah, it seems like it rings a bell, but I'm not. I'm not entirely yeah. sure. Uh, whatever. I'm sure. We'll, I'm sure we'll fix it. It's just funny to <laughs> what happens. Yeah. And, and and like you know, I I know that I I've been there, and you know, I I would think that I'm wrong, but then actually felt was wrong, and then it just takes like two hours to find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those those are for sure the the worst uh, issues, bugs, for me at least. Um, yeah. Uh, last one, a wheat and catch. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you like this, Anthony? Um, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess my, my view for, for a, uh, a templating language for a view framework, yeah, for a framework that's, that's, that deals with the view is that it is logicless. That's the, that's the kind of the goal, the pinnacle of how it should be. Um, and over, over time, we've moved more and more closely towards logicless templates. React then took that and said, screw that, and put logic directly in template, and I'm now encouraging people to use it. And I, that's one of the aversions I have to, to React is that I don't find a lot of React projects that come across readable because people have bundled all the logic and outputting bits of, bits of um, DOM elements, just shoved it all together. And you really can't see, you can't visualize in your head when you're reading that code what this what this HTML structure is going to look like. Um, and obviously, uh, the reason I, one of the reasons I like Svelte is because it doesn't have that. It has a very light, kind of almost handlebarsy logic uh, thing on the templates. And I feel that a weight is a step too far in the wrong direction. We're bringing uh, actual logic back into the templates. We're, we're allowing you to await promises and, and then deal with the result. And this kind of a weight catch thing has come from then having to catch errors in that scenario. And it, it's moving the code back into the template. And that's why I, I don't agree with it. And I always await for things in, in my script block. Um, and then I, um, I deal with the results merely, you know, this is, this is the result you've got. 
and that's what you can do with it. And any error handling is, is dealt with before that. Um, so so I, I don't like a weight catch because I feel that it's, it, should, it doesn't belong in, in the templates. Kev is so bored of my rant that he's taken his headphones off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, um, like you had that at the moment you had ifs in the, <laughs> in the templates. It's hard to get away with not having ifs, right? That's 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 what I mean by logic free is is a goal, but it's not. No one's reached it yet. Like like await is basically if uh, async asynchronous if then else, you know. And, and... Yeah. Well, okay. I guess I guess I guess my my view on this is you can't you can't move an if statement really. But um, I'm not sure where we're going. What we're going to do with that? But okay. Anyway, so um. Yeah, like I, you know, I felt I felt weird in my data fetching talk. I introduced a weight, and then I was like, mm. uh, "Actually, I'll use a weight." Um, you <laughs> put everything in stores. Um, I think it's just a nice shorthand, um, and that's yeah. and that's a lot of like it's sugar, right? It's it, and uh, it's you know you can take as much sugar as you want, and if it helps, it, and if it if it doesn't help, then don't use it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I un I understand that uh, you know a weight doesn't isn't like the best way to handle things with some situations, but. Uh, it can be nice to drop in, um, and but given that a weight exists, we might as well throw in catch in there, right? Sure. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's necessary. People are going to use it. Um, yeah, and I, and I agree with you know flexibility and sugar is good to a to a to a limit. The problem for me is that obviously you stop? Yeah. in React you don't have to use those things in the template. You don't have to iterate things like with with you know uh, shorthand iteration in the template, but people do. Which you can, and then they will, and then it means that all yeah, you 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 can just not use it. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think the, one of, one of the the higher level things I think about when I think about things like this is like how do we approach language design? Um, and uh, you know, there's this debate about how uh, JavaScript. So, um, well, no, we were just so we we're just talking about like how we approach language design, and uh, I was just saying like you know, people actually view JavaScript as like this. Um, you know, it had a rough patch. But then now we have like this very formalized process with TC39, and every year there's like new features in JavaScript. Um, but there's actually people within JavaScript who don't like, <clears throat> sorry, there's actually people within TC39 who don't like the current process of TC39. Like for them, because like we release a new feature every year, we don't really have a holistic design um, right. perspective to the whole language. We just like add features based on individual pitches, and like if if everyone likes the the pitch, then we go implement them. Um, it it doesn't really like have a you know consistency throughout the language sometimes. Um, so that's that's why it's like some people uh, within TC39 are advocating for like uh, you know do do what ES6 did. ES6 was like we will we'll chunk up the ideas of the the last ten years and we just like put it put it put them all together at once. Make sure the design is coherent. Think through the interaction use cases uh, of of you know between between new features. Um, stuff like that, you know, and and uh, just be be a lot more intentional and careful about it because uh, once once it's in, it you can't really take it out. You yeah, know? yeah, that's definitely breaking. So so you know that's that's something like you know Svelte is a language, right? And and if we're gonna do language design by PR, uh, in that 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 might be fine and democratic, but then like maybe we need some overall like vision and and some way of like versioning things and, and, and making sure that they all work together, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That makes sense. 
Of course, mm-hmm. having said that, I'm not going to do it. But <laughs> 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 but uh, hopefully, people hopefully we'll figure it out. Like I, I you know, one one of my issues with, is with Svelte is also like governance. Like I don't really know how it's run. Um, like con- conduit tree kind of just runs everything. Yeah. Um, but at some point, like you know, ritual, ritual again. Like he's he's still doing the personal stuff. I reckon. Uh, but it sounds like he's he's coming he's he's getting ready to come back, you know. So um, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely gearing up. He's doing talks and he's doing some some sort of behind the scenes stuff. So so yeah, don't think it'll be long now. Well, also he's doing a workshop uh, in June, so that that forces him to like teach salt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really like something you when you try to teach people, you kind of notice like the weird quirks. Yeah, that you don't like. Yeah. Nice yeah. way to to get into the language. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Any uh, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Cool. Um, well, this was the first first recording. Um, I think we yeah. got through like a full hour. It was it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Quite easily. T- took longer than I than I thought it would actually. Like the <laughs> li- just looking at like the like the topics, I thought it would be a quick quick thing, like twenty minutes or something. Yeah. Yeah, but like multiply by by three people commenting yeah. on things. Like I Very think true. I think you get you get there. Yeah. Um. Cool. I, I you know All so right. so I think we'll we'll call it for for this recording. But uh you know we'll we'll try to make this a regular thing. I think this is fun. Yes. Yes. Time. I agree. Yeah. All right.